Welcome to the Heal and Expand podcast. I am your host, Yaro K. Bukans, clinically trained therapist, healer, and personal power mentor. In my world, healing is the gateway to expansion, and your personal power is gold. Join me on a journey through the holy trinity of healing, psychological, spiritual, and somatic, using a combination of storytelling, psychoeducation, and ancient wisdom we will excavate and explore what it means and how to heal and expand. Thank you for being here. And hello again. Let's talk a bit about do you feel safe to be seen, heard, and held, and how this is a trauma response that comes from an activated and dysregulated inner child and will inhibit you from stepping into your leadership. Now you all know, or may not know, but I have the initiation three-day masterclass coming up. That is going to start on Friday. I believe that is the 18th and it is live, but it is also recorded. It's free until the 11th of November, and then it goes up to 111. So if you sign up this week, it is free. Three days. The initiation, we are moving from being the activated inner child, the younger part of ourselves initiating into being your fullest, most majestic embodied you. And one of the things that will keep us the smallest in our lives is feeling unsafe to be seen. This could show up in a multitude of ways. It could show up in how you present yourself on social media. If you're an entrepreneur, if you have a business of any kind, if you have a way that you need to market yourself and you feel unsafe to show up on social media, you are not going to grow your mission, your vision, your business, because you cannot be a leader in your life. Hello, Eric. If you are not feeling safe to show up, not feeling safe to be seen, not feeling safe to allow the potential judgment the potential rejection or criticism of what you have to say. So this morning, I was actually working with my gene keys. I've not worked with my gene keys before. If you guys don't know what this is, look it up. It's Richard Rudd. Uh, When I read my gene keys, one of the things it said in there is you are not supposed to dilute your message. Oh, that makes me emotional just hearing it. And it feels resonant in my body. I spent so many years diluting my message because I was terrified of how people would respond to me. I was terrified that if I said what I knew to be true in my soul at 19 years old, when I found God, God sent my spiritual self on the dance floor of a rave. If I said it to the world, I literally in my body felt like I was going to be killed. I always joke about like the townspeople are coming for me with pitchforks, like that's how it would feel in my body. And there was, there were small groups of people where I felt safe sharing my wisdom, sharing my message. There was still subtle dilution of it. And that came from not feeling safe to be seen. Now, this is an activated inner child. This is also ancestral and past karmic trauma. However, we are in the present world world, right? Like we are in our lives right now as humans on this planet. And so when it shows up for us, it definitely started in childhood, whether it's past life or not, the past life comes into the present life. And so when we work with the activated inner child, when we work with the fact that she, he, they does not feel safe to be seen, does not feel safe to be heard, does not feel safe to be held. When we work on that in this present life, 
and we hold and attune to that younger part of ourself, we are showing ourselves that it is safe to show up. It is safe to be seen. Now we have to do that in relationship. We have to do that with another person. We also have to be radically honest and look at the ways where we have not been leaders in our lives. For me, if I look back on the ways where I didn't feel safe to be seen, heard, and held, I did a lot of justifying. I did a lot of obsessing, a lot of ruminating. I would stay small in areas where I could manage other people's perceptions of me. Like if someone misunderstood me, I was in close enough proximity to them that I was able to tell them where I was coming from or you know, try to manage how they viewed me. As I have grown as a leader... And I'm now live on Instagram. I'm doing a podcast. I can't manage how everybody views me. It's out there in the world and it could be shared with anybody. And I don't have control over that. Now, years ago, that would have felt very unsafe for me. That would have felt as though it was not safe in my body to share my mission, share my message. Because what I have to say is not congruent with the way that humanity is functioning right now. I speak a lot about how our addictive behaviors are taking us away from ourselves. Our addictive behaviors are normalized in the society, watching TV all the time, scrolling the internet all the time, disconnecting from ourselves and from the earth through shopping, through gambling, through porn, through all of these things that are totally normalized through working 70, 80 hours a week in an office that has fluorescent lighting and never going into the sun and not connecting to ourselves and not fully connecting to others. Like these are things that are normalized going to Western medicine doctors, which I don't discount the need for Western medicine. However, going to Western medicine doctors without trying other things first, are you exercising? Are you getting sunlight? How are you eating? What are your relationships like? How much unprocessed trauma do you have? Saying those things 20 years ago, which is when I first really started to feel them, felt super terrifying to me. And that came from me not feeling safe in my body. It didn't feel safe for me to use my voice. It didn't feel safe for me to share my true beliefs because the rejection from other people, the judgment from other people, the criticism from other people felt terrifying to me. And that comes from having an activated inner child. And a lot of that is us not being initiated in this world, us not having ritual, having guidance and wise elders because our parents didn't have wise elders and our grandparents didn't have wise elders. We broke away from revering and honoring the wisdom of being an elder, of being a crone as is often said in archetypes and in depth psychology, we are not honoring what that means. We bow down to the God of youth. And, you know, I have a lot of vanity in me. I love to stay youthful looking and I honor aging gracefully. The two can exist simultaneously. We don't honor aging. We don't honor the wisdom that comes with that. And because of that, a lot of our elders are not becoming wise because we're still activated little kids. We are still coming from that place of feeling unsafe to be seen, held, and heard. We're still coming from that space of not feeling as though our voice matters. And so to make your voice matter, it's making me teary, especially as a leader, we have to tend to that activated part of ourselves. 
my podcast last week was about the active inner child and how she unconsciously ran my life. And one of the most profound ways is that she kept me small. She kept me from fully sharing my wisdom and my voice and my message with the world, not just a small group of people who I knew believed what I said and who I could rationalize and justify and explain. And if I was misunderstood, I could talk through it. And in the last couple of years, I've actually been misunderstood by some people who were very close to me. And I've had to make hard choices around, oh, this relationship's not in alignment for me anymore. And it came from me actually finally using my voice. And it was okay to let those relationships go. When we don't feel safe to be seen, to be heard, to be held, we get small and we people please. And our lives just get sucked away by people pleasing, by addictive behaviors, by not allowing ourselves to use our voice and our wisdom, by not connecting to our wisdom, by not connecting to the groundedness of what it means to be human and the consciousness that everything is one. And we are here to come back to home within our bodies and to recognize that home within our bodies is the oneness of everything. And when we don't feel safe to do so, we're lurking, we're seeking external saving all the time. We're seeking external saving in relationships, in our jobs, in money. And I love money, as you all know. And money is a tool. It facilitates freedom in our lives if we allow it to. But that depends on how we relate to it. Are we relating to it through activation, through avoidance, through denial, through anxious attachment, through holding on, through gripping tightly, through not allowing the flow of money? Money is a representation of how do you allow the flow of energy in your life? How safe do you feel to be in your body and to trust the process? Again, that is an activated inner child. We are not taught and guided to come back to the wisdom of our bodies and our hearts and our souls. We have lost what it means to be guided by elders, to be initiated into adulthood, to my cat is like really aggressive right now. He just wants all the love. Uh, we have not had that guidance. And so in my work with my clients, I'm often feel like I'm holding them to safety back to themselves so that they are able to connect to their own wisdom and their own brilliance and guidance. But we need holding. We need holding to feel safe to be seen. We need holding to feel safe to be heard and held. And so I'm going to ask a question. How often do you switch therapists? How often do you switch coaches? How often do you switch, you know, yoga instructors or gym class teachers or spin instructors or whatever it is? Do you stay with someone and allow yourself to be fully witnessed? Now, this is twofold because you could stay with someone and stay stagnant. It will depend upon who they are. Are they continuing to grow? When you find mentorship, are you finding mentorship in people who continue to grow? Or are you finding mentorship in people who are rigidly stuck in their own ways and then you stay stuck with them as well? So if you're outgrowing your mentors, that's actually a good sign until you find someone who just continues to evolve and expand with you, right? Expansion over a lifetime, always expanding, always growing and always grounding, always connecting. So what does that look like for you in your mentorship? What does that look like for you in the people who you go to for, for leadership? Are you staying stuck and small with them? Are you allowing yourself to grow or 
are you finding mentorship? And then as soon as someone challenges you or you start to feel vulnerable or scared of the intimacy, do you run away? I see that a lot, not in my clients so much. I have an amazing retention rate with my clients. I'm so honored and blessed to be guiding them in their lives, like to do life with them. Like it just is everything to me to hold my clients into safety so that they can evolve and expand into their most powerful selves so that their activated inner children are no longer running their lives and they are initiating into leadership. And I know this is a process. And in this masterclass, we're going to do an initiation. So it's a ritual. Rituals are powerful. Initiation is powerful. If you allow for the activation in those three days, it could transform you. You have to allow for it. Our nervous systems are so sneaky that they will hold on and they will grip tight to the old ways of being. They will want to come from that activated inner child place because that's how we have known safety. That is how we have gotten our needs met. That is how we have been seen, held, and heard. And sometimes that is through sickness, through emotional pain. We have gotten our needs met in that way. I experienced so much emotional pain in my lifetime. And I'm just taking a breath with that because it's been extensive. There are times when I would wake up in the morning and I would just say, am I ever going to not wake up and feel this pain? And so it became almost a way that I got my needs met. I would reach out to friends and I would obsess and I would judge and I would analyze and I would ruminate and all of the ways that's what felt safe to me. It didn't feel safe to me to grieve. And I posted this in my stories last night. I am currently grieving someone again, who I have grieved many times. This grief feels almost never ending, Uh, but I relate to the pain differently. I no longer feel suffocated by it. I no longer feel like I have to obsess or ruminate or judge or circle around it. I can just be with it and allow it to move through my body. I would not be able to do that if I were still coming from that activated inner child space. I needed to feel safe to do so. I needed to feel held. I needed to feel seen. I needed to feel heard. I needed to develop deep intimacy within relational healing in order for me to feel able to do that. And so when we are coming from that activated inner child space, which is literally the entire world, except for a few select people who have done this healing. When we are not coming from leadership in our lives, and this is tricky because there is the activated inner child who will seek saving. There is also the activated inner child who has had to be the responsible one their entire lives. And so the rigidity then comes in the form of control, of thinking you have to do everything, of not trusting anyone, of not feeling safe at all to be seen because you're the one who has to be in control. So this shows up in two different ways. It's the same thing. There is a little child inside of you who needs to be held, who needs to be loved, who loved, who needs to be seen so that you can come back to safety in your body so that you feel safe to be with the activation, the pain, the grief, the way that your body was wired because of trauma. Do you go into fight or flight? Do you shut down into dorsal? Do you overwork, overdo, overexercise? Are you constantly avoiding the wisdom and brilliance of you? Bless you, Aslan. My cat just sneezed. Are you constantly avoiding the wisdom and brilliance of you? 
Are you constantly avoiding spaces where you actually feel seen? Like, take a moment to think about that. Has there been a time where someone sat and looked in your eyes and you felt so exposed that you wanted to run away? And I'm just taking a breath with that because feeling safe to be seen in that way is the most powerful thing in the world because that is where transformation lives. When we feel safe to be seen in that way, when we can allow another human to look into our soul and to see us and to hold us non-judgmentally in all of our raw and messy parts, in all of our beauty and our wisdom and our innocence and our joy and our curiosity, when we can be seen that way, we feel safe to transform into who we are at a soul level, at the core of who we are, at the core of our existence. And that is so rare in this world, first of all, that someone can actually look at you that way and see you, really truly see you. It's so rare. And then are you able to receive that level of being seen? Are you able to be held in that? without shifting, without running away, without seeking external saving, without sabotaging the relationship, whether it is an intimate relationship, a friendship, a coach or mentor, a therapist, whatever it is, are you able to be held in that way? Are you able to be seen? I had a lot of stories around feeling safe to be intimate and vulnerable that I realized were just stories when actual intimacy and vulnerability came to the forefront, when I actually had to be with the deep levels of pain and grief that lived in my body, when I actually felt witnessed, when someone actually reflected back to me what was happening in my activation, and then I had to be with it. And my self-awareness was not always my friend there because my self-awareness actually was a little girl know-it-all little girl because I'm an Aquarius and I'm a projector. So I'm total know-it-all that know-it-all quality, that inability to be curious, that inability to be seen and witnessed and held in a safe space. Cause I had to know, and I'm using air quotes, kept me stuck for like my entire life. And so as I have uncovered all of this, And I have recognized the ways that I wasn't initiated, my mom wasn't initiated, my grandmother wasn't initiated. My grandmother had this, she came from the Great Depression and she had like 12 brothers and sisters. So she had that hyper-independence and hard-ass behavior. And my mom has that a little bit too. And my mom's a little bit the same way. And I have obviously, it's been passed down to me as well. And there was this little girl in me who just wanted attention, wanted to be seen, wanted to be, you know, like my mom is the cycle breaker in my lineage. And so she broke the cycle. And so I get to further it. So there is a little bit more softness for me. There is more joy. There's more curiosity. There's more play. However, however, that, that hyper independence, that rigidity, it lives in my bloodline and it has shown up for me. And so when I was a know-it-all, when I needed to know everything, I was not allowing the surrender of being seen. And, and this is accurate. There were a lot of spaces where I didn't fully feel seen in. Like I felt like I had to justify and clarify who I was and I just wanted to feel seen. And it wasn't until I started to feel safe to see myself. And that wasn't until I really attuned to that little young part of me 
who was scared and needed validation. I had to learn to see her. I had to learn to validate her. I had to learn to hold her. And that happened in relationship because co-regulation comes back to self-regulation. And as I did that, I started to feel safe to show up on the internet. And I started to feel safe to be a leader in my life. And, you know, being safe to show up on Instagram as an entrepreneur is literally everything. Because if you don't feel safe to show up in your fullest expression, you're not going to have the kind of business and the kind of messaging that you want to have. And so feeling safe to just be here and say, hey, this is what I believe. This is who I am. This is what I believe. This is how I work with my clients. And doing so has deepened me in my wisdom, in my messaging, in my leadership. It has allowed me to create an extremely beautiful, abundant business where I get to do what I love and hold my clients and their hearts back to safety and help them feel safe to expand because I can see all the sneaky, subtle ways where they keep themselves stuck, whether it's conscious or unconscious. And I am here with them and people are in it with me. We are moving through the childhood pain and trauma, the ancestral pain and trauma, the karmic pain and trauma, and I'm holding them and guiding them back to their wisdom. I'm helping them initiate into their leadership. And then when it comes to leaders, I'm helping leaders soften and be in their bodies and feel safe to just be. So there's first an initiation into leadership. And then as leadership, when we're in leadership, we have to feel safe to just be and to be vulnerable. And then to not have that hyper-independence and that control and that need to know and to feel like we have to have it all together all the time. We have to feel safe to grieve. We have to feel safe to process our pain. We have to feel safe to be like, I'm not okay right now, but I will be. And you can do a lot of somatic practices and still not feel safe in your body that way. I practiced yoga for 18 years before I got to this space of recognizing my wounded inner child and how I needed to hold her and the parts of me that were not stepping into leadership, the parts of me that did not feel safe to show up and fully use my voice and share my message and my mission, the parts of me that were hiding unconsciously, the parts of me that did not feel like I could actually be the leader that inside of myself, I knew I was. And then I was screaming on the inside because it was so painful not to feel seen and recognized for what I have to share with this world. And I'm just taking a breath with that. We are all unique. We're all snowflakes. My psychopharmacology professor used to say that, uh, and I loved it because it's so true. And he was saying it in terms of like the pharmacology part, but I think of it as in terms of like spiritually and emotionally and what we're here to do, like how we're meant to imprint onto the world, like what we're meant to give, what we're meant to express and who we are and getting radically honest with ourselves. And we're in this world where we feel so scared. We feel so stuck. We feel so unable to use our voice that we compare and we judge and we analyze, or we hide, or we get avoidant, or we anxiously attach on to be saved. And we do not allow ourselves the space and the grace to be who we are. I am someone who triggers people. That doesn't feel safe for me. I've had to do a lot of healing around the fact that I will trigger people. 
I see things very clearly. I see things very honestly. I also leave space for other people's process, right? Because I have to honor and meet people where they are and allow their process. I'm also not always right in my letting go of the rigidity of like the need to know or being right all the time. I've had to soften, like I'm not always right. And so openness and curiosity has allowed me to be a better leader, allowed me to be a better mentor. And this all comes from feeling safe to hold my inner child, the younger part of me, and to initiate into leadership, which is why I created the three-day masterclass, The Initiation, because I want people to feel safe to be leaders in their lives. Your personal power is gold, which is one of the mottos of my podcast, the Heal and Expand podcast. Your personal power is gold, and we are so disconnected from our personal power because of trauma and coming back into the present moment, rewiring our nervous system back to safety is reconnecting you back to your personal power. When you reconnect back to your personal power, there is nothing that keeps you from sharing your wisdom and your voice as a leader in this world. There is nothing that will stop you from being safe to be seen and held with another human, for another human to look into your being and to see you and for you not to feel like you have to hide or the shameful parts of you need to be cut off because when you allow yourself to be seen and held and heard, all parts of you, the dark, the shame, the shadow, the gold, all of it, that's when you transform. All of you is accepted here. All of you is valid here. All of you needs to be held and seen and loved. All of you. And many of the parts that we have shame about are the parts of us that were the our gold that are our gold they were the parts of us that were not accepted by our primary attachment relationships or that were not accepted in school and then our primary attachment relationships didn't need to know how to hold that and so we felt like we had to cut them off and we felt like we had to push them away and in my work with my clients I help bring out those parts and recognize the gold within them so that you actually feel safe to live your purpose in your life, to live your mission, to live your message, to create your vision and to feel how you want to feel in your life. And that is the most profound thing in the world for you to feel safe, to feel how you want to feel in your life, not just create the external reality, but to feel in your body, in your being, with your breath, how you want to feel in your life. And we can't do that when we're coming from an activated inner child place. We can't do that when we haven't initiated into leadership. And then once you initiate into leadership, there is a whole healing and expanding process that needs to happen from there. Okay. So as I'm recording this as a podcast as well, I'm just going to speak about a few things. And if anyone on has questions, let me know. So the initiation three-day masterclass, it is free until next week, 1111 which was actually just an accident. I didn't even do that on purpose. So it's free until 11.11 and then it goes up to 1.11. It is three days. It is live, but also recorded. You have lifetime access. It is going to be a process of tending and attuning to you, initiating into your leadership and then integration. And I will be updating that course because it'll be on sale for 3.33 after it is completed and done and finished. And so you have lifetime access to all upgrades. And when you join the initiation, you get $250 off my 90-day group healing program, The Art of Connecting, and you get 50% off Mastering Abundance, my 40-day self-led course to wealth, money, magic, and abundance. You'll get the 50% off of that until the end of this year, so until the 31st of December. And yeah, 
I'm super excited about it. Initiating is one of the most important things we can do, and we do not do it in this culture. And so we spend our entire lives seeking that initiation, seeking that transformation. It can happen quickly. And then obviously, because I'm a realist as well, there is a tending process that has to happen. There's an integration. There is a peeling back of the layers and really attuning to that younger part of yourself that feels unsafe to be seen, held, and heard in all parts of you, holding her as you move forward into your leadership, and then really looking at the ways of like, holy shit, how scary does it feel for me to be seen in this way? And when we do that, you get to expand to your fullest power, whatever that means for you. I talk a lot about gentle leadership in my work. Gentle leadership is just how you lead within your personal life. There's also expansive leadership, how you show up as the true leader that you want to be. And everybody has different degrees of this. Not everybody has the desire to really make a huge impact in the world, and that's okay. However, everybody has the ability to be a leader in their lives. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for the initiation, a three-day masterclass, free until 11.11 when the price goes up to 1.11. If you love this episode and want to share it with the world, screenshot, post, and tag me on Instagram so I can stock your profile and give you some love. And if you want to get notified of the next episode, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss a chapter. Thank you for healing and expanding with me. Take time to come home to yourself always. See you soon, dear ones.